You are listening to the Green Lantern Corecast, episode number 122. In this episode, The Reading Rainbow. Butterfly in the sky, I can go twice as high. Take a look, it's in a book, a reading rainbow. Welcome, everybody, to the Green Island Corecast. I am, of course, your illustrious host, Frank Mateo. And joining me today are my esteemed colleagues, all from all forms of walks of life, but not really. Uh, Brandon, our illustrious speedster, capable of uh, multiple tasks at one, you know, at the blink of an eye. How are you doing? Great. See that? See how quick that response was? Like, like, like Quicksilver. Quicksilver. Colton, our illustrious chef capable of making an assortment of foods. Colton, how are you doing? Fine. Mostly just making ramen. Fabulous. Fabulous. And Kuhan, our young tyke. Executive producer, damn it. Our young tyke. How are you doing? I'm, I'm, I'm doing well. Nice. And of course, bringing everybody together, we're going to Bring you what you all like and enjoy, our reviews of the latest issues of Green Lantern, Green Lantern Corps, and Green Lantern New Guardians. Pretty much all marking the 12th issues of every single one of these books, which is a, which is a ground, you know, groundbreaking achievement, of course, by the New 52, seeing that they got this far. Um, <laughs> they actually put out 12 issues in DC? I can't believe it. It's amazing. With no delays, pretty and much. And, of course, most of these are... Sort of rounding out the ends, the ends of their certain story, you know, respective storylines. Uh, but before that, Brandon, do you have any news to impart to our gentle listeners? The news was just handed to me, actually, since Brandon is Mike whatever's. Uh, we have uh, New Green Lantern is headlining the Justice League America team by Johns and Finch. The perfect combo. Yes. Perfect. That's the word. Uh, so yeah, I guess it's, it's, uh, it's Baz is, is now gonna be the leader of the new Justice League? Well, no, from what we've, from what we've word, uh, it's still Steve Trevor's team, and he's apparently taking the command of making the Justice League of America team, which is gonna be, again, a new book and a new Justice League title in, uh, DC's New 52. Uh, heads, you know, headlining Baz, the new Green Island that still hasn't been, uh, formally introduced into the books yet. Yeah, so it was just at Fan Expo Canada. There's uh, MTV sat down, I guess. I don't know why MTV sat down with Johns and Finch, but they did. And you can find that interview, I'm sure, on our Twitter. Which is? Which is at the GL Core. That's T-H-E-G-L-C-O-R-P-S. Check it out. There. Uh, so anyway, um, the lineup for this new Justice League of America team aside from the Green Lantern, is Stargirl, Vibe, uh, Catwoman, uh, who else? Green Arrow, Hawkman. Martian Manhunter. Martian Manhunter. That's it. Oh, and Steve Trevor, of course. And Steve Trevor. 
This is this is a uh, Steve Trevor just brings everyone in. This is like Justice League Detroit Two, Electric Boogaloo. We just need. Why can't we have Justice League Canada? We just need, and we just need the uh, asshole Aquaman now. I think the first one. Well, I think I know. My first reaction to seeing this was like I was in the car and it had popped up on my phone, and I said, "See, this is how I know John's just doesn't care. This is <laughs> cl- this is clearly him saying. I wonder how much this would sell with just my name on it. That sounds that's a, actually that's an interesting uh, interesting thought. I mean, when you first brought it to my attention. Um, not too long ago, I honestly had no idea there was any any inclination to make another Justice League team. Little little know uh, that they were going to make a Justice League of America team, especially that we already have a Justice League team who we considered the Justice League of America team. Just dropped the America from it. You know, considering that the fact that that Justice League team seems more American to me than the Justice League of America team, which no. is again pretty pretty funny. You, you, of, you know, yeah. he's not serious when he's putting vibe on the team. Like, well, we, there was already a lot of inclination that he, he was bringing Vibe back, and Vibe's only real vibes. claim to fame was Justice League Detroit. You know, sad as that was, that was his only claim to my, fame. That's Justice League of a state. My, my favorite part is that in this, this MTV interview, they start comparing this new Justice League to the Archie characters, and there's just, like, there's paragraphs of this, of them deciding who is which Archie character. Why? I don't, I don't know. I don't understand. They just do it. Who's Betty? Who's Betty? Uh, I think. Let's see. Hold on. She's the blonde. Uh, She's the poor one. St- Star Girl apparently is Betty. Huh. And Vibe oh. is Jughead. Hawkman's Moose. <laughs> Somehow I'm not surprised. I just I don't even I don't even get it. Well, again, this this is a a weird put together team. And again, uh, more than likely is Jeff Johns' way of going like I want to bring characters that I want to bring back, especially his created own character, Star Girl. Um, who, if you look, uh, if you if you ever get a chance to see the uh, the actual illustrated art for uh, David Finch's illustrated art for the Justice League of America roster, has apparently not changed at all. Her costume is still exactly the same as it was when she was still around the original fifty two, uh, the original universe, uh, pre uh, fifty two. So technically, Jeff Johns apparently likes not having any of the things he touches change at all. Well, that is supposed. To, that was supposed to be a tribute to his sister, so I imagine that's probably why. Well, he wow. created her, so that means it's obviously yeah, perfect. So, it doesn't need to be changed at all, ever, ever. Don't change it. What do you mean changing it? What did you? What, what do you want to change it for? <laughs> um, yeah, again, again, this is an oddball, you know, team of misfits put together by Steve Trevor to fight a clandestine secret organization of supervillains, which you know is a required, you know, required. Uh, small little thing that any Justice League team needs, you know. What's the difference between Steve Trevor putting this team together and the United Nations putting together Justice League International? Well, clearly, Steve Trevor has to go over the heads of anyone from the United Nations so he can make his own team superheroes. That- this is the America team, right? Well, no, Steve Trevor, I guess they're trying to make Steve Trevor Nick Fury for some reason. I don't know. Uh, which is funny because again, this is a second Nick Fury that DC already has. Or, or they're trying to make him Steve Steve Rogers and like Steve Rogers. There's no the real inclination of how much of, of a super soldier he is. I don't, I don't know. They're just, they, I don't, I don't know what they're, I don't know why they're making like they're trying to build Steve Trevor and they're not doing a very good job of it. And technically, he has at least what three. Justice he League. just did this with Justice League Dark, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. That's what I was saying. He has at least three <laughs> Justice League teams under his belt now. Yeah, you know, just Justice League, 
Justice League Dark Justice League, and Justice League of America. Because apparently International doesn't answer them. That we know of. Yeah, Wait, no. Did, did, he, did he just create a third Justice League team just because they won't let him control that other Justice League team so he needs it, more Justice League teams? It's because Booster, no, Booster Gold's actually secretly reporting to Steve Trevor the whole time. Wouldn't be surprised. Wouldn't be surprised. Steve Trevor, yeah, Steve Rogers, same thing at this point. Right. Uh, any other news? Uh, yeah, uh, the, other, the, other, the other piece of news uh, is that Ben Affleck is not uh, going to be directing the Justice League. Uh, rumors are that it's going to the Wachowski brothers. So that's interesting. The Wachowski. Oh, sorry, the Wachowskis. Not, not the brothers, because one's a sister now. <laughs> yeah, Lana, is that it? I think that's it, yeah. Uh, the, huh. Yeah, the, the, the Wachowskis are now, are now rumored to be... Um, I, don't, I don't know about the Wachowskis on Justice League. That seems kind of strange. Well, if they do anything like they did to Steve... Uh, I mean, not Steve. To Speed Racer. Then it's going to be amazing and fantastic. It'll be amazing. Uh, no, but like, Most uh, underrated movie there's ever been. I completely agree. Um, I think that I think that their their visual style doesn't really doesn't really mesh with uh, uh, the style that that would go with Justice League. Which, uh, and, Are and, you serious? I, I no, I think it's, it's too too much of the crazy. Like like I think I think individually like it, it might work for like a Flash or Green Lantern movie, but not a Justice League as a whole movie. Personally, I think they might be the perfect choice for Justice League. Um, First off, they were in the running for uh, the Man of Steel remake. Not remake, but reboot for Superman uh, that went to Zack Snyder. But um, if I think about uh, the Matrix Reloaded, and how it starts with Neo flying through the sky, like that would look so awesome if it was Superman. And I just think they clearly love superheroes. And I think they... Like it, it, they're not necessarily tied down to one style. The Matrix is nothing like Speed Racer, and you know I think if you blend the two together, you'll have the Justice League in the first place. So if they can, I think it's a good choice. I don't think balance, they do it, but I think it's a good choice. Well, if they, you know, I, I agree with you to an extent. If they can balance their serious tone of their Matrix, you know, their their Matrix movements, which was their claim to fame, with their sort of cartoonish, over the top um, love of nostalgia that Speed Racer was then they can then they can seriously make a, a proper Justice League movie like you know depending if they can you know they can marry the two together and but again we'll have to wait and see if they're even if they are even officially going to be the 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 directors of this movie so it's an interesting concept but we'll wait and see it can work but we just gotta wait and see and of course the script matters too that's very true script is an important an important piece of any filmmaking process. Well, that's does all the news. Have a, Sorry. No, does anybody have a favorite choice? like Director-wise? Them? Director-wise? Yeah. That was a good question. I haven't really put any thought into it. Um, I don't know. Like, I guess... I thought, I thought Affleck was a, was a solid choice. Like, it made sense to me. Uh, I, I, can't, I can't think of any directors off the top of my head. Uh, I don't know. J.J. Abrams. <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't, where was he going to put lens flares, though? Just Green Lantern's ring is the big lens flare? Everywhere. What are you talking about? Every time Superman even looks at the camera, there's got to be lens flare behind his head. And every time one of them shows up, there's got to be at least some lens flare coming out for bodice. Yeah, no, that's true. Well, there's, yeah, she's, got the, she's got the wrists, too. No? I, I guess there's, there's, there's lens flares to be had. 
Batman shows up out of nowhere. He's going to be the negative space between lens flares. <laughs> between lens flares. Between the lens. That sounds like, that sounds like a, a, by the way, it sounds like a great J.J. Abrams show. Between the lens flares, the J.J. Abrams. <laughs> uh, I'd like to see Robert Zemeckis maybe tackle, tackle the movie. That would be interesting. Hmm. Zemeckis. Zemeckis would, would be an interesting choice. Brandon, what do you think? What, what would be your uh, ideal choice? Well, ideal and realistic are drastically different. <laughs> um, ideal would be James Cameron, of course. Oh, but, uh, God, no. Oh, Avatar fame? Nope. That'd be great. Nope. That'd be, that'd, be, that'd be me saying, what? all right, cool. You My will will not go on. A new form of technology just to make Justice League happen. I would wait it. 20 years for that movie. I realize now that... that, that I wouldn't we... wait 20 minutes in line for that movie. <laughs> yeah, right, seriously. I realize now that we did a cast the Justice League draft, and I have no idea who I chose to direct it. You did it. The, the also, I did, I did Justice League Detroit. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I, did, I, did, so I think Silent, with, Silent with International. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of a joke. Who did I, who did I have directing that crap? I think I, I think I just got Whedon, actually. Never mind. There's an idea. They could steal Josh Whedon away and have him direct it. They'll never be able to steal Josh Whedon. They, yeah, they, won't, be, they won't be able to get Josh Whedon to, away from, from Avengers. You can do both. <laughs> no, you can't. No, and he then you can really direct can't. a crossover. And now Colton is being Colton. And now it's time for comics. I, I have to only be myself. That's the only thing I can be. Yeah, let's talk about comic books, Frank. All right, let's start off with um, Green Ladder number 12. Technically, the, uh, the issue where... Sid Asher and Green Lantern are forced onto the set of The Walking Dead and apparently have to discover why they are there or, and find their motivation as to why they remain there. And, of course, uh, you know, it's mainly because, come on, Green Lanterns were zombies. Huh? Ah, we, we loved that back in Black as Night, didn't we? <laughs> didn't we? Come on. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Worked once. Woo. Yeah. If it works once, it has to work six more times. Yeah, yeah, technically, technically this, is, it, this is drastically different from that time because none of them have Black Lantern rings and none of them are spewing nonsensical, mystic, you know, nuances of, ha I know your secrets of your life. They're just and classic I'm, zombies. And I'm dead and I, and, and I have some sort of meaning and value to you. Like, no, 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 they're just zombies. Like Ice Carlton said, they were just a bunch of zombies. And forced, I applaud Johns for that. And forced, uh, you know... <laughs> How Jordan to shoot a uh, black hand in the head like any rational person would do when faced with a zombie. Shoot him in the head. Don't ask any questions. Just shoot him in the head. Of course, he knew he was going to survive and come back to play a them later. A few minutes. But it was, it was a nice little aside of, you know, how Jordan go like, all right, just shoot him in the head. Come on, we got we to gotta get out of here. I, I, assume that, I assume that Hal Jordan has... Um... I assume I assume there's an MP3 player programmed into all the all the uh, Green Lantern rings, and Hal Jordan was just blasting Queen the entire time that they were killing zombies. Yeah, they, they were playing Killer Queen. That was nice. That was no. Don't stop me now. Don't stop me now. You're right. I'm not shot of the dead. Don't stop me. But it was good. It was it was it was an interesting interesting issue. We had two artists uh, drawing uh, drawing this book, and. Uh, one of them was at least, you know, decent enough. They don't seem yeah, sort of lazy and sort of changed. But um, it, it had Rene, uh, Renato Guides, I believe is how you pronounce his name. And Renato. Not, Renato? Yeah. 
Renato Guidas and Jim Calafor. Both uh both were uh, headlining this book. And um it wasn't bad. It was good. It had at least one colorist that wasn't as as crazy as having, you know, tremendous amounts of differences in in it. So most of it married itself well. Um of course the real the real draw of the book was like uh the prolific notion of what was going on in the book of black which was how jordan is not your enemy and the big reveal at the end of it where it says how jordan would be the greatest black lantern of all time which is again hilarious because apparently he's been every single color this side of the spectrum and he's been the greatest of, the, of them all except for violet oh yeah and indigo yeah. just wait he'll he'll get that he'll get that violet falling soon enough assless chaps assless chaps Anyway, what do you guys think of this issue? Uh, you know, Colton, what, what do you think of uh, the Revenge of the Black Hand? I'd I, I like to change the pace from your standard, uh, oh, we got to deal with some great intergalactic threat, or we got to broker peace to just, you know what? Hey, Sinestro, let's kill some zombies. It was, it was a nice change of pace, I think, in that regard. I mean, it didn't last particularly long, but, you know, every little bit I can with getting some zombie killing I can approve of. It, it was interesting to see their strategy was. Give me the, we're pulling out my yellow battery, we're blowing it up. Which is kind of basically the strategy they've been using for a while now. It's like, oh crap, the is here. Blow up the yellow power battery. Oh, oh crap, those, uh, those, those people who control the batteries are coming. Let's blow up these uh, yellow lanterns. What is it with this series and blowing up yellow lanterns? No one really likes them. And well, why like, did they make them? And they look like detonating suns. So, you know, color effect. They can always make more, don't worry. Well, that's, that's, that's an extra for you. If I ever change my mind, I'd totally just make another one. <laughs> it's, what it was, it's, like, it's like, oh, so you're, so you're, so you're like, oh, you're totally going to stick with the green. Nah, I'm just going to make another one. It's cool. <laughs> I'm just waiting for that scene, though, where he goes back to court. It's like, okay, Weaponer, I'm ready for my new battery. Where the hell is he? <laughs> Meanwhile, you hear you hear some rock music playing in the background as uh, the weaponer is flying his ship through space. <laughs> but I'll get back to that when we get to the next book, or the next after that. All right, Kuhan, what do you think of, of uh, Green Lanterns versus Zombies? I thought this was a, a solid issue. I I prefer Green Lanterns versus Zombies uh, uh, to whatever we got in Blackest Night, which was uh, whatever. You know, like just just random zombies. It's fine. Like you know, just kill zombies. There's nothing wrong with killing zombies. Killing um, zombies is fun. Yeah, sure. Uh, that's why Left 4 Dead sells so well. Uh, but um, yeah, so so I, th- I thought this, this was this was a fine issue. Uh, the art was uh, was you know the art was fine. It was it wasn't manky, but it was it was solid. They, they didn't it wasn't it wasn't bad or anything. So that's 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 good. Uh, <laughs> they didn't they didn't get somebody crappy to to, to do fill in art. So that's that's cool. Um, I don't know. I thought I thought it was all around a decent issue. Uh, obviously, there's you know Black Hand, more Black Hand stuff, uh, and Hal Jordan's gonna be the greatest of Black Lanterns for some reason. I don't I don't really get that, but whatever. <laughs> Brandon, give me your uh, your thoughts. Uh, Brandon. Uh, he kind of liked it. Uh, I'm gonna stop what? talking in the third Why person. Why does that say Brian's Brandon talking in the third person, Brandon? <laughs> uh, I I didn't enjoy the art at all for the most part. Uh, I think I enjoy Renato separately, and I enjoy Jim separately. But as an complete issue, I thought it was a very jarring shift. 
and I think like you could have you know serviced the readers me uh, a lot better if you had just said yo Jim draw this issue or yo Renato take care of this but one of those two couldn't do the entire issue and it comes out with this and that's not good um, I did enjoy uh, one scene really 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 uh, a lot I guess <laughs> really um, really a lot Sinestro and Hal uh, didn't work together like Sinestro like sliced part of Hal's forearm or something uh, and I thought that was like great because like while they get the, they got this chemistry and respect for one another on a certain level they never really had that, you know, that friendship that Sinestro and Amin Sur sort of had, where they were able to work side by side. It was just, yo, know, I trained you, but I didn't kind of really train you. You were just like the guy who took over from my buddy. So it was, it was nice to see that they didn't work together as a, as a team, especially coming off uh, two arcs where you know they were literally side by side for every page. Um, I think my problem with this issue is just that they it didn't really excite me for the upcoming annual or the uh, third army crossover that's supposed to happen. So I'm I'm left sitting here like, do I really care about another forthcoming Hal Jordan uh, costume change? Um, do I really think Sinestro is dead at the end of this issue? No. Like so, what am I left with? I'm left with Black Hand and a bunch of zombies, and it's not cool that they're beating up. And chopping heads off of these deceased people because you're Green Lanterns. You're supposed to be good guys, and these are just normal civilians who happen to be mind control. So it's not cool that you're leaving brains and you know headless bodies. Yeah, corpses just laying around on the ground. That's not cool. And like, and to literally blow them all up. That's really not cool, uh, especially when your father is at that cemetery. Uh, but yeah, I thought that was a little bit weird. But otherwise, it was a decent issue. I, I can't I really hate it or love it at the same time. So I got it. I see. The only real problem I have with the issue itself was that um, at least midway through their combat, you know, you know, their obligatory combat with um, with zombies, they decide to fly when they could have done that from the beginning. The very beginning. Oh my god! And they're like, "Oh man, let's fly! Let's fly!" After we already fought at least twenty of these guys, let's get out of here because they can't fly. And then as they're flying, they're like, oh, man, we should not have wasted those 20 minutes flying these guys because, you know, black hands already up. It's like, yeah, why did you fight them? Why did you fight them? Why did you waste your time fighting these guys? And then automatically going like, oh, yeah, we, the only way to defeat these guys is if we had, like, two different colors to, like, defeat them. And so that she goes like, oh, you know, I forgot I had my power battery. I could have blown this thing up ages ago. It's like, yeah, why didn't you? It's like, why draw this out as long as you did? There was no real reason keeping you there. Uh, I would say it's because Sinestro's a dick. Here's no, a if, question: Does hmm? how does Sinestro's power battery like still work if you know the central battery is dead? It must be the like, original power battery he's had all this time. Because because science. The the pre central power battery yellow battery he had. More than likely, that's that's got to be it's his own personalized battery, and it would have he would have had it. More than likely linked to his own personal power source, rather than power source of the original of the central power battery. That's probably the but battery. That's probably the battery he had before there was even a a central battery, right? That's more like a than 60s like, battery. More than likely, but then again, we are thinking way too much of this. Especially although, since, although there was a point in time when who said again? Did, well, the, well then, but then was did Sinestro use a battery before before no. the Sinestro core? Because he just yeah, did, didn't he just freaking? He's he's siphoning energy from other Green Lanterns. Yeah. It was a it was a weird 
time. Snesha's weird, man. Weird time. Anyway, let's move on to uh, Green Lantern, New Guardians. I'm gonna go into this, but this book next. Uh, this, this, the uh, you know the, um, the end storyline of Kyle Rayner's, you know, a brush with evil in the, in the Vega system, and uh, you know, against the almighty, all powerful Invictus, and also learning the truth of to how this entire story even started, which was Sade's uh, stealing of other other power rings. For in the name of love, you know, because of gambling, because of burning his psychic stream after being reprogrammed and repurposed by the other guardians of the universe and become a mindless automaton to their, you know, evil ways, caused her to uh, break her vow and, you know, go out and steal rings from other core members and give it to Kyle because she knew he loved him like a son. Because, you know, we, <laughs> there's enough father son metaphors in Kyle Rayner's life to, like, this could be another one. Um, and, and of course, you know all the other all the other lanterns are sort of like you know pissed off at this fact because she's supposed to be the good guy, and doing this killed other people in the process. She she willingly sacrificed other members of cores, evil or not, to um to get them all together so they can save Ganthet, which of course didn't really work out that way. But anyway, into into the Invictus fight, they fight you know the. Last Angel of the Vega system. They had to use Lara Fleece for help. And the only way that they actually defeated him was because the Weaponer, as Colin pointed out earlier, stole his ride. He literally lowjacked his ride and left with it, causing Invictus to lose power. <laughs> which best. Which, best, which, best way to beat a villain is take his car. Yeah. <laughs> he lost power and was defeated. Not by the not by them coming together at all. Not by them, you know, joining forces to defeat the bad guy. Nope. And overcoming the odds. But no, because Jack his ride. They jacked his ride. A member uh, not even a member of the team. He was a tag along. <laughs> tag along. <laughs> he was he was the uh what's what is it, the the tourist. Right now, I'm just picturing him flying through space with Highway to Hell playing in the background. Just it blowing up planets. I imagine Kenny Loggins, actually. To be, to be completely honest, I'm not believing him that he's playing Highway to Hell. I believe he's playing that one song that is, it's, you know, flying through the sky. I can go twice as high. <laughs> the reading rainbow theme. <laughs> he, re- he has the reading rainbow theme. He's playing the reading rainbow theme as he flies yeah, no, he- a solar system out into space. It, it the multiple color rainbow of the cores. And him stealing someone's ride flying through the air. It makes perfect sense that LeVar Burton would be there somewhere. LeVar Burton is actually singing live on his ship. He was... I, I, I think yeah, he's, he's just, like, listening to, like, like, 90s pop music or something like that. Like, he's... You know, he wants to make everybody think he's hard, but actually, he's, like, he's, like, he's got, like, uh, like, uh, uh, what's his name? He's got, like, uh, Enrique Iglesias playing, you know? He has some umbop going, man. He has some umbop. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, this this is the uh, the end of of the, pretty much a year long storyline, which had a bunch of you know twists and turns and stop gaps in between them. But this technically ends the storyline and the Invictus part of it anyway. And with the uh, with the other core members actually you know breaking breaking up and going like, no, we can't be together. This is uh you know they they were founded on a lie, which is you know whatever. 
So, yeah, Brandon, what do you think of this issue? Oh, man, I'm really disappointed with the ending. Not so much the story. I don't I don't mind that Invictus was, you know, cheap. It was a cheap ending for him. But I, I'm really disappointed that this is the end of Fatality and, and probably Monk as well. I don't remember seeing him on that uh, future cover. But, yeah, I think that's a really weak way to get rid of Fatality and say, oh, we need to bring Carol in. It's just that, Carol, I mean, Fatality has morals or over killing like fatality has morals like no i, I think she would be <laughs> her name uh, is fatality i mean come on <laughs> she should be she should be right there with kyle like okay i can get over this like yeah that was pretty messed up and i don't really care like come on Arcanthe. the terror of fear Arkello. Arkell is only leaving because because his because his future husband uh Saint Walker's leaving. And what is what is what does Blee's care? Like she's just like nope, I'm leaving. She's got to go. To, she's got to go back to Red Lantern's the book. Yeah, Blee's Blee's was just like I was only in it for Kyle. <laughs> I'm not really, you know, I'm not feeling this anyway. He's not giving me the attention I need, so I'm out. Oh, all of Kyle's future girlfriends have to leave him at some point. I guess if, worry, if, he'll, if he'll take, take Carol. Don't worry, and then and then of course it'll be awkward and Hal shows up. I guess if you if you take fatality out of the book and bring Carol in, there's less uh, people asking you about romantic tension between the two. So <laughs> oh yeah, to, oh yeah. Before. Well, you have remember, Carol, remember, Carol, Carol. Carol does like younger men. So. Well, I'm, I'm thinking that this just paves the way for Sornik to get back in the book somehow. The, uh, it'll be yeah, ridiculous if he becomes a new, uh, you know, Yellow Lantern member. <laughs> oh, that would be messed up. Um, I was I was a big fan of uh, not I won't say big fan, but I was uh, pretty appreciative of Tyler Kirkham in the last couple of issues. This issue, however, uh, it was very very rough. Um, a lot of black being used and a lot of close-up shots that didn't work too well. I can well. agree with that. No, there's I can. I can agree. Of, like, I, there's a lot of close-up shots. Well, I, no, I was. I was actually. I actually was like not like. I'm like, yeah, you know, this Kirk, Kirkham's got a lot better. And then like, this issue's like, oh, I guess not. <laughs> I think you just rushed that last one out. Yeah, and I think this he's, like, he's like, I'm, I'm getting out of here. Like, let's clock out nine to five, right? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. this. He, he, I think that, I'm pretty sure this is his final issue, and that uh, Aaron Cooter takes over with uh, issue zero next month. But uh, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see where this book goes. You know, heading into the annual as well, because you know, it's like how does Kyle, does Kyle go out and recruit the rest of the new team? Like, I don't understand like where they would go. This seems like a uh, ending to a book that got canceled. Then a book that's going to continue. Well, it, it's just that Kyle's got a really tough situation because the entire core, the, the Guardians threw him out and are after him. All his friends have left him. All he's got is himself in his ring. There's literally no purpose to this book right now anymore. Look at like, There's, no, mystery. there's no story. This book is like done. Well, obviously they're going to create more. Like, there's plenty of books are done. Green Lantern would have been done a number of years ago. Uh, obviously they, they come up with another story. The arc is done. That's what. That's all it is. Yeah, this this arc is done, and to and to be completely honest, Kyle does have more, you know, more outlet to um to grow here, because there there's still things, there's still unanswered questions. One, why his ring still works for one, you know, the the other is is he's supposed to be the you know the chosen one to you know marry all the, 
you know, the emotional spectrum together. So that's another. You know, there's there's still plenty of things to like you know like to keep this book running. It's just it's gonna be weird to have new characters become his new you know running line. But again, to be honest, if they can keep more of these characters you know in line to like keep them together, keep the book going without having to you know again like many people said have to remove characters because of the convenience of the other stories, it would you know it will benefit us. I mean, to be completely honest, what the hell is Carol Ferris doing right now? Nothing. Is she is she doing anything in the other Green Lantern book? No. Will that's is, not true. That's not true. Be, She's taking calls in line to Amanda Waller. <laughs> that's true. Is it gonna be? Is it gonna be like one of those other situations where Jeff Johns leaves another one of Hal Jordan's love interests in a room, never to be seen for in like you know twenty years because Jeff Johns doesn't know how to write love stories or love, know how to write you know a female and a male character together? You know, it's gonna be weird. You know, they, if she goes down the way of cowgirl, who again we never hear from ever again. Okay, two questions. Um, yes. One, how did Say do this? Like, how did she just pull rings from people? And we'll see. There's another unanswered question. Actually, I think they did kind of explain it. No, they made a whole mention about this this scenario. Where I put the issues, I don't know. Refresh my memory, Coleman. There was something along the lines of uh, how uh, Ganthet's conscience screamed out at the last minute before it was extinguished, and uh, she's able to pull the rings together using the Guardian Protocol or whatever it is they do. Whatever it is those kids call it these days. No, they they never mentioned it. They never mentioned it. She just said that she sent those rings to Kyle. They never really meant asked how she sent those rings to Kyle. Uh, second question. Uh... Would you guys prefer if, like, the book did feature a rotating cast around Kyle? Like, like every 12 issues, Kyle would, like, lose members of the team? Or, um, or even, like... I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind if it rotated. I don't know about losing, like, 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 like here where he loses the entire team at once. But, like, like you know, say, say like, Arkillo or whatever, or, like, Blee's like, oh, I gotta go do Red Lantern shit now. So, and then she's replaced by another Red Lantern. I was gonna say Razor, but he's not in the comics. Uh, I can't think of any other Red Lanterns. It's, uh, but you know, like you know, if if like you know, every 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 few issues, like somebody has to go and gets replaced every arc or something like that. Then I I can get that. I can get behind that. But I don't know about losing the entire team and just having Kyle be the entire tying factor through everything. Yeah, I I, I do like the idea of a rotating team. It's a it's it's a good idea because sometimes you know characters die or they have other things to do. So you have a bunch of cores. Take advantage of them. It'll like develop new characters. And, uh, in fact, uh, it did mention that uh, she actually uh, s- she snapped and her emotions uh, went crazy along with her, so she was able to do that ring thing. It says that in the issue. All right, so to be completely honest, I would, li- I would enjoy more if the book actually, you know, it's a Kyle's it's a like, centric book because he is the main focus. But it would be better if he had, like, you know, a small supporting cast, not, not all seven members of, you know, of the Rainbow Legion together with him, it would be better if he if he had, you know, you know, select stories that had to you know revolve again with like certain characters. Like you know, if one time Kyle had to like, you know team up with Blees or team up with uh, Monk, and they and you know they would have to have their own, their own adventure and do their thing. That'd be great. You know, if he had to you know team up with um, any random person and then you know go off because you know. You could call New Guardians, and we know it's about the seven cores, but don't have have them all in the same book at the same time. It's, it's, like, it's like a team book. There's a team book, but you lose focus too quickly because there, there's 
never any any time where anyone's actually being you know elaborated on. It's just you know, it's just a giant you know fight that's gonna happen, and we all know it because that's what the team book's about. A team book's about all seven of these people together having to fight something. Never about them having to they you know, uh significantly change or significantly you know be identifiable with the reader. It's more about hey. They're all here together. Let's have them beat up something that's, you know, an extra big threat. Uh, that's never really been what Green Lantern normally has been about, you know, except for, like, you know, now. But it's it would be better if it was, you know, more generalized, more focused in, you know, let, making the reader identify with the characters and let them know that, you know, it's, you know, it's about Kyle and his journey through, you know, through all this crap and with certain characters here and there having to, you know, lend their voices. But having to have all seven of, seven of them together in one, you know, one giant show of force, you know it's going to only lead to one conclusion. It's going to be them fighting against something, and they're all going to be at each other's throats. And that's it. Because technically, if you read, you, if we've read 12 issues of, of Green Lantern New Gardens. What have we learned? Um, Sade is a murderer. Mm-hmm. Kyle that's- loves Ganthet as much as Sade does. What else? What, is, what have we learned about these seven people? Kyle of Gantt and does. <laughs> He's not one of the seven, though. Yep. That, that, we've learned jack nothing about these characters. We haven't learned any of their real motivations. We haven't learned anything that's really going on with any of them. We've only learned small sni- you know, snippets of stories that we should like, you know, probably... Like, you know, um, we, we, we've gotten stuff that we already know about these people, but we haven't yeah, actually learned anything learned about how them. to have a friend. We got more Blue Lanterns. We didn't learn anything. Yeah, but we didn't. We didn't learn anything about. We got tidbits of stuff that should be, you know, elaborated on. We learned that Kyle loves Ganthet as much as Sade does, and that's about it. We have nothing else. Ganthet is Kyle's father. No, no, you're not my dad. Kyle's father lives in Mexico somewhere. Doesn't live in Mexico. He is Mexican. Bueno, he lives in Mexico somewhere. Does he? Kyle's father is Bueno. Excellent. Rico Suave. Yeah. All right. Well, again, you know, that's... What, what, one thing I noticed uh, is that they reference back to the fact that the Weaponer does, in fact, control White Lantern energy, and now he has a giant solar system-sized ship. He has both of these things at once. Shouldn't someone do something about that? That seems like a concern. That will more than likely be another storyline for another time. Hey, we're going <laughs> to move on. Bitches. I, I, I have no idea. How so, to hey, Green Lantern Corps. Yeah. That. I'm sorry. Give me a second to compose myself after hearing Colton. <laughs> you want me to hate myself? Fine. Uh, that's a book that happened. Green Lantern Corps. I said, give me a second. Go on. I'm just. I'm. I'm. I'm filling time for the audience. Who? It's a radio show. So Green Lantern Corps, number twelve. Pretty much wrapping up sto- the the wrap up storyline with the uh, no no one escapes the Manhunters. You know the Alpha Lanterns. Whatever those guys, all robotic centuries of the Guardians, and more more allusion to the fact that the Guardians are doing evil machinations of you know of intent. Uh, we get we get to see the um, the Blob Monster, which is a Manhunter for some reason, get destroyed by the Alpha Lanterns. We get to see uh, Guy Gardner and John Stewart go all wreck house on everyone and lose lose against the Alpha Lanterns because the Alpha Lanterns use a show of force to stop every Green Lantern and is willing to destroy the entire core to uphold their, you know, their prime directive. And um, we get Varix, right? It's Varix. That's, that's the Alpha Lantern, yeah. Lantern who um, goes against his own, his own kind because he still believes in the core, still believes in the Green Lantern and knows that, they've, that the Alpha Lanterns have lost their ways. And 
destroys them. He destroys all the Alpha Lanterns. He defeats every single one of them. So we lose Boudicca. We lose, um, what, Green Man. Green we Man. lose every single Alpha Lantern we've known and had been an important, like, important character in the Green Lantern mythos up to a point get annihilated, destroyed, and taken off the board by one of their own. And we get to see the, <laughs> the, so, the slow, sad fate of Eric's, who is mystified and, and saddened by what he has to do. And <laughs> Guy Gardner and John Stewart showing their sympathies uh, you know, by standing next to him and then floating away for some reason and jumping towards him as he blows his own head off. I think I think Peter Tomasi is just slowly trying to kill off the entire Green Lantern Corps between between John and between John killing them outright, uh, Guy just just taking them to get killed, and and this just I think Tomasi just hates the Green Lantern Corps and wants to kill them all. I, I'm pretty sure this book should be renamed the Green Lantern Corps. That is hilarious, but in more in, in a certain way, it's more. It, it seems more like it's you're, they're trying to show us. That there are consequences, and most of these, that you know, these these characters are able to you know be killed and to be and be uh, you know taken off the board because there's you know a, there's a, a looming threat and it's a very real threat and they're more than likely that these characters are being killed to show us the readers that things aren't always you know as clear cut as we can see and them. guys being built up before they tear them down for some reason yes guys being you know elevated to a higher plateau in order for him to feel the weight and the force as he's been brought down to, I can, you know like I can I can understand by the the Guardians plot that they want okay yeah we want to we want to take down all these all these Green Lanterns but building Guy up before breaking him down like that's that's Bane's plan from Dark Knight Rises like he's just they're just being jerks is all they're doing I, I, I'm pretty sure they just they're just tired at this point of all guy shit right but but why build him up for breaking him down instead of just breaking him down well to to be honest, the only the only reasonable conclusion for that would be that Guy Gard is one of those characters that even if you take away everything he's got, he'll fight tooth and nail for it. And, you know, he'll he'll fight as long as he has you know, if it's taken away from him unfairly or taken away from him like, you know, outright, he'll fight back for it. But if you put him to a level that he's so high up and maybe that, you know, they give him every every single, you know, riches that he's ever desired and make him known as, you know, the greatest there is, and he's taken away from it. More than likely, he'll break his spirit, break his will, and more than likely, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to break his will. If they break, the, you know, they break Guy Gardner's will, and that's and that's hard to do. I mean, that guy's egotistical to like you know to no end. Uh, it's it's one it's 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 a clever idea. We'll see how it works out, but no, that's just my opinion. But for for the issue itself, well, but you don't have to take my well, word for it. <laughs> what? Sorry, we already we already talked about reading Rainbow, so Colton. Oh, Colton, what do you think of this? Uh, I had some problems with. It. I mean, don't get me wrong. Varix is a fine choice for the role they chose, but of anyone, it should have been Boudica. She's been the one Alpha Lantern that has been consistently built up to be more than just a regular Alpha Lantern who has returned her personality and her fighting spirit and everything. She's the one who should have been in that role. She had like two Absolutely. or three arcs dedicated to this fact. And yet they just throw it to the side and say, "Oh, she's just as brainwashed as the rest of them." But it's Varix to save the day. Just, just kind of messed up, man. Hmm. Brian, were you agreeing with Colton? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I thought it was really weird that Boudica got, you know, killed off. Like Guy was the one that 
rip it out of out of Boudicca. I thought that was really weird. And you know, it's essentially saying, uh, sorry, uh Tony Bedard, I I didn't enjoy that story you did <laughs> making Boudicca almost. And Sterling new. Gates before him. <laughs> yeah, that too. And it's like two separate writers that both developed this character to be more than the rest of the group. To be more human or to get a living being than machine. Well, they're all dead now. More machine than man now. Twisted and evil. Um. Yeah, I I agree. Like, obviously, we had we had nothing but but Boudica is the one normal one, uh, or at least semi normal. And then it's like, oh, uh, but here's this barracks guy who who, ba- who we barely know anything. At least it feels like Green Man or something. Like we at least know have no Green Man. Like Varric is just like, yeah, Varric's. That guy who kind of looks like Stell. Yeah, like there's. I, I, I mean, let's let's ignore the fact that we saw uh, we saw Boudicca's fighting soul and spirit just take out uh, Cyborg Superman, and you know, fully restoring her to her past self. No, let's have this random guy no one cares about. Yeah, it, it, I I didn't get why it was Varix, and I also uh, Tomasi. What is I also didn't really love this story as a whole in the first place. Uh, especially like the the end was it was just there's a lot of. Uh, everything, everything from like like the end of the last issue, that whole that whole giant manhunter thing was resolved a little too quickly. Like it was, it was like, oh man, what's gonna happen? Oh, he's just defeated. Oh, okay. So I, I don't know. It just it just seemed like everything resolved a little too quickly, or, or not enough, or. Hmm. I agree. I agree. Most like the story does seem to wrap itself up. Like, pretty quickly towards the end of it um and not enough focus on certain characters that we would have liked more focus on um and i do agree with everybody Boudicca's character seems to be thrown to the wayside in lieu of barracks who became more of the sympathetic alpha lantern of of the group rather than again the Boudicca that we've already shown has been shown to be uh, more than what she, the sum of her parts you know more of her fighting spirit down to the core and you know her belief in the core um but I guess it's more is is it was Tomas's decision uh, choice to introduce another character because we already had you know stories of of, of you know Boudica. We've had we have multiple stories of Boudica, in fact, you know uh, since she's become an Alpha Lantern and not really any of anyone else. You know it's it's I guess his his decision to show a different Alpha Lantern than it, it, it than just normal. feels like it's squandering buildup. It does it does in a way, but. It's it's just like Tomas. It's like fuck what they wrote. I want to write this. Maybe the artist messed up and and drew the wrong person doing it, and <laughs> Pete had to just go in and fix it. <laughs> so he kept saying, "Okay, so Boudicca's Boudicca's doing this." He's like Barracks? I mean Barracks doing this, right? He's like, "No, I kept saying Boudicca." It's written in, in you know in bold ink here. Boudicca goes against the Alpha Lantern. See, oh, oh, you, you, wait, you you you, you, uh, mean, you mean Boudicca is the is the woman? I thought I thought Boudicca was the robot. <laughs> No, no. Yeah, well, and and Boudica and Varix, they in Spanish, it, the words look like almost identical. So. <laughs> I know, I'm Spanish. I can, I always get confused when I'm reading the book, and it's woof every time, every time. <laughs> Boudica, do you mean Barix? No, B- Boudica, <laughs> oh, Barix. That's that's awful. That's awful. It's fine. Oh, yeah, you're, so, you're Hispanic. You can you can deflect the the blows. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so again, yeah, so this pretty much wraps up the storyline for um for the I guess the court martial and death of John Stewart. 
which again, it's pretty weird. Um, yeah, towards the end of it, I want you wonder what would the Guardians, if they weren't evil and you know planning to like destroy, and how at all any of this has uh, you know has to do with their plan to destroy the core. What would they say? Go like you just killed our entire division of Green Lanterns. What do you think we're gonna do here? Like that's you killed an entire division of that's that's wrong. <laughs> You, t- you took the lives of your fellow corpsmen because you disagreed with their opinion. Like, like we sh- should mention the fact that John killed two more Green Lanterns today. Like, this is not, <laughs> this is not to be swept under the rug. He's still out there murdering <laughs> Lanterns. Yeah, it's, re- it's pretty weird. He's like, he's, he felt bad for his decision of killing a bunch of, you know, uh, uh, killing Mogo. Because he was mind controlled, like you know, Mogul had no power, no influence, you know, to to sway his hand from being, you know, forced to be evil. So he had to take him out. He killed the other Green Lantern because he cracked. He would have gave up the the codes for you know the security system on Oa. But the Alpha Lanterns were following their orders. Like this was their job. He like, was escaping like- from prison. He murdered them. <laughs> <laughs> like you weren't destroying Oa yourself. <laughs> you want like, you want to know another group that was just following orders? They were called Nazis. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, goosebumpers! Alpha Nazis. Alpha Nazis. Well, technically, the uh, the Alpha Lanterns were, you know, going in that vein, I guess. But it's just weird, you know. It's weird to think that these guys were these guys were created for the sheer fact of you know. Uh, being in uh, like an internal affairs, they were supposed to be the co- the, the cops of the, of the cops. I and thought they were cre- I thought they were created because uh, Grant Morrison wanted characters for uh, Final Crisis. <laughs> Whatever. Yes. But, yes, but their their purpose was supposed to be this. When of course their purpose was loud, like you know served and outlived a long time ago. But they were still around for that one purpose: the cops of the cops. And to be completely honest, it's pretty funny. The moment they do their job, unlike the first time, yeah, unlike every other storyline that has ever been with these guys, the first time they do their job, they're like, "No, nah, fuck you guys." No, it's fine because there's not a single cop show where the cops like inter- internal affairs. That's true, but <laughs> there's not a single cop show when the, where the cops go <laughs> to the internal affairs office and blow them all away. <laughs> Just, yeah, I, I, I must murder all of show them. Where, where, where the cops come in, just open fire. It's like, yeah, I don't corrupt know. this motherfucker. In a Law and Order episode where, you know, they go into the room and go like, I don't care if you're investigating me. You're wrong. We'll have to arrest you. And you're, the, the penalty's probably death. It's like, oh, me dead? No, no, you dead. <laughs> Y'all just missed an episode. I saw an episode where Ice-T did that exact thing. He <laughs> went into a room and started ripping... I know now hearts. I, 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 <laughs> I watched that show. Any episode with IC would be IC clearly going like, he's a child rapist. <laughs> <laughs> that, and then someone explained it to him. We'd be like, oh, just like child raping. And he'd be like, yeah, just like that. It's like, hate those guys. It's like, I know. I don't know why you thought it was going to be a different thing, IC. You've been in the department for 20 years. <laughs> How does this always confuse you? <laughs> So uh, I guess that's that's the comic books, right? Yes, that would be that would be the the end the end of our reviews of the Green Lantern stories. Uh, and again, pretty much wait for next week because it's or it's gonna 
it, we're finally going to get the annual issues, the annual number ones of Green Lantern are going to finally come out, and the zero issues where we finally learn the secrets of, I don't know, somebody. It's Guy Gardner. We're probably going to learn the secrets of Guy Gardner or something because we can't get enough of Guy Gardner. So, yeah. What are we supposed to be getting out of the new Guardians zero issue? Um, the new team? Pass. Isn't, isn't, isn't the zero issue getting the new team? But that if is. it's the zero issue, how can you get a new team? It, it is the origin of the new team. It'll no, it'll be the story where Kyle. You see Kyle's original team of you know new Guardian members, of course. <laughs> yes, for Kyle teams up with Strano, and uh, they have to go fight Snowflame. It's probably an issue where Kyle and Gant they go to the park. Wow. <laughs> Come on, son, let's go play catch. No, no, maybe maybe we'll finally get maybe we'll finally get Kyle's new origin. We'll finally see who killed. Alex. We'll yes. Probably... And it turns out it was Major oh. It was Major Force went back in time and killed Alex. Cor- Corporal, Corporal Force. Corporal the... Force, yes. That was in the military and his superior officer said you can't have a girlfriend. He's like, nah, man, that's not cool. And his superior <laughs> when she kills Alex in show force, he goes like, oh, that's awful. And then he gets recruited to the Green Lantern Corps. Right. This... under... This... Oh, come on, sir, that was a major force. Kyle, Kyle's major uses force to kill Alex. End the show, end the show, Frank. Okay, and that's, that's, that's it for, for the Clean Line of Core cast. Hope everyone enjoyed our reviews, our talks, our rants. Hopefully you'll be here next time for more of the same. Till then. Stay green. Be sure to check us out at www.thegreenlanterncore.com. You can also email us at contact at thegreenlanterncore.com. You can follow us on Twitter at the GL Core. And be sure to check out our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash GL Spotlight. You can reach our voicemail line at 313-GL1-2814. That's 313-451-2814. Thanks for listening and check us out next time. And please stop masturbating when I'm talking to you. Be sure to check out Kirby Crackle, performers of our opening theme, Ring Capacity, at www.kirbycracklemusic.com. Also check out the Roy Clark Method, performers of our ending theme, Sector 2814, at freeweb.com slash Method. Sometimes it speaks to me It says how What have you done with your life People around you keep dying Use your will to right the wrong And don't make us wait for too But we've heard all the comic buzz, you know, circulating around him. Give me one second. <laughs> Close your damn door. I'm in the kitchen. Why are you in the Why kitchen? Why are you in the kitchen? I wanted to get a drink. You couldn't mute your mic. 
I didn't think the dogs would start barking. You couldn't do it in the 20 minutes before the show. But if it was 20 minutes before the show, I would have finished my drink by the time the show started. So you could have gotten another drink before the show started. But like, is everybody ready? Like, yes. All right. And then Brandon's like, oh, no, I'm just going to grab some water. Okay. I didn't see that chat. I was reading something. Well, I, I said it out loud. You are... I was focused. <laughs> Shut the hell up! Yeah, because that works. <laughs>